you believe that tonight? Every promise, amen. Let's just go to him in prayer. Father, we submit ourselves to you once again, Lord. Just asking, Lord, that you would speak and you would touch our hearts. We'd go through your word tonight, Lord, that you just settle down into us, Lord. Just walk through our midst, Lord, today. We're so moved by how you're moving among us, Lord, and seeing faith being released and touching hearts. Lives are being changed, Lord. Lord, even prodigals are beginning to call out, beginning to move towards you. We thank you for these things, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're answering our needs even now. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Exodus 3 and verse 1. Amen. My, just, have you been rejoicing this week? <laughs> wow, we got a lot to rejoice about. Amen. You can turn the monitors down up here just a little. <clears throat> Got a lot to rejoice about, and what God has done, God is doing, and God is going to do. Amen. Amen. I, I'm just looking for more and more as faith builds in the people's hearts. Amen. That mom and daddy's hearts will begin to build, their faith will begin to build for their children. Amen. Prodigals will begin to come home, the sick be healed, the dead be raised. I, I don't want to limit our God. Whatever he has, I want all of it, <laughs> every bit of it, amen. Let's look here at Exodus 3 and verse 1. It says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Oreb. And the Lord, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither to put off your shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he is afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of that land into a good land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will. I want you to key in on tonight on these two words. I will. Send thee unto Pharaoh that thou... Mayest bring forth my people and the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go into Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Let you be seated. 
I want to speak to you tonight on just a thought of, he said, I will. He said, I will. I just looking at the scripture that we read, there's a promise that had been given. We've been going through the promises of God and, and what God has done for us and, and through the types of the Bible and just looking at this type, and I know it's been used many times, but we're not going to just stay here. We're going to go through a lot of scripture, so uh, if you'll help me, just just bear with me and get with me for a moment. But he says, he, he give a promise of a deliverance, and that promise lingered for some 400 years. He'd given it to Abraham. He told Abraham what would happen, and then it happened, and now 400 years he come to this moment. Now, I want you to understand, God had been waiting for this moment. Not one cry had ever come up to him without him hearing, or one sorrow, or one thing that taskmasters had ever done. But he heard every one of them, and he testified of this. He said, I've heard what is going on in Egypt. I've seen how they're oppressed. I've seen all these issues and things that they're dealing with, but I'm going to send you. I want you to understand that the exodus is not just a bringing out, and, but it's also a going into something. It's one thing, you know, just to come out of sin or come out of some denomination and just flounder around, but that's not what God has in mind for his people. He didn't tell the children of Israel as they walked out uh, of, the, of the Egyptians' uh, taskmasters and all those that watched them as they moved out two million strong, left Egypt, and they began to walk into the wilderness. It wasn't God standing there saying, good luck, see you, maybe, maybe you'll make it, maybe you won't make it, but he said, I'm going to bring you to this place. I have prepared a place for you, and I'm going to do this. I want you to understand it's not just you, but God has also entered into covenant with you. He, he was not just saying to, to Moses, you're going to do this, and you're going to have to go do this, and you're going to have to say this, but I'm going to send you. I will be with you. And I want to go through the scriptures that we look at this I will for a moment, and, and then we'll also see our response. Amen. Exodus 3 and verse 16 says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seeing that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of the Egyptians, or out of Egypt, unto the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, unto the land flowing with milk and honey. Notice, he knows what enemy is in your land. He knows what situations you're going to face. He knows exactly what is camping out on your promises. And he's already, he already has an answer for it. Amen. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, and thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt. And you shall say unto them, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us go. We beseech thee three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders. And I will do in the, in the midst thereof. After that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Amen. Exodus 6 and verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now thou shalt see what I will do to Pharaoh. See, God is putting himself in the middle of the battle. 
Amen. And God is putting himself in the middle of your battle. He's not called you here in Laodicea and called you maybe out of sin, out of, uh, out of some condition that you were in and, and all of that. But he's called you out, but not to just leave you alone, but also to bring you into something. And we know as a church in the time we're living in, we're not in just the time of coming out. We're in the time of going in. Amen. To the fulfillment of the promises of God. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob by the name of the God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan. The land of their pilgrimage wherein they were strangers. Now notice, he's, he's not saying they don't know who Jehovah is. What he's saying in this form, in this way, as a deliverer. As, as, a, as a conqueror, I'm going to come in and they're going to see me not just as their provider, not just as Jehovah Rapha, as a or El Shaddai, but they're going to see me as a God of war. They're going to see a God who's able, the situations that they're going to go through and the times that they're going to go through. Listen, it wasn't, God wasn't concerned about, as we said before, all those things between Egypt and the promised land. God already had the answer for them. Amen. And God already has the answer for every sickness, for every problem, for every demon that's been released in this hour. God already has an answer. And he's not concerned about it one little bit. He does not get worked up and tore up. But he said, I will answer. I will be your God. Amen. And we see here as he said, I have established my covenant with them and give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage wherein they were strangers. I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord and I will. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. And I will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Amen. He's expressing himself. He says, in this way, you're going to know me personally for yourself. Yes, I was a God of Abraham. Yes, I was a God of Jacob. Yes, I was a God of Israel. Yes, I was their God. But I'm also your God too. Yes, I was a God of 50 years ago and a time passed. But I'm also your God too. Amen. Exodus 7 and verse 14 says here, um, let me just finish that. In, I'm sorry. In verse 8 there, as we was reading, I will bring you into the land of, uh, into a land concerning that which I did swear to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you for inheritance. I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. So in our scripture reading, he laid it out. He said, I'm going to take you out. And I'm going to take you in. He didn't mention the Red Sea. He didn't mention the bitter waters. He didn't mention no food. He didn't mention no drink. He didn't talk about the desert. He didn't talk about the enemies in the desert. He said, I'm going to take you out and I'm going to take you in. I will do this. Amen. And he also said in this day, I will have a bride. He didn't mention how bad it was going to be and the pressures and, and the sickness that are here and all the things. And it seemed like somewhat incurable diseases, as science would say. He didn't mention all of those things because he's still God. And he's got an answer for every one of them. Exodus 7 and verse 14 said, The Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. 
He refuses to let the people go. Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. He goeth out into the water. And thou shalt stand by the river's bank against he come. And the rod which is turned into a serpent shall I take in thy hand. And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. Thus saith the Lord, In this thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite. Amen. He's an enemy to your enemies. I will smite the the rod that is in my hand upon the waters which are in the river and they shall be turned to blood. We can read in Exodus 8 how he said, I will smite all the borders with frogs. Amen. And on down, he says, I will send swarms of flies. I will do this. Amen. Chapter 9, he said, I will send at this time, send all my plagues upon thy heart, upon thy servants and upon thy people. Verse 15, and for now, I will stretch out my hand and I will smite thee and thy people with a pestilence. He's letting your enemy know I am also your enemy. I am God of this situation. I am God of this need. I am God of this hour. There's nothing too hard for me. I will call, verse 18, he says, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hell. Chapter 11, verse 1 says, I will bring one plague more upon the Egypts, upon Pharaoh, and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go hence, and ye shall let you go. When he shall let you go, you shall truly, he will truly thrust you out hence altogether. Amen. Speak now in the ear of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor, every woman of her neighbor, jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sights of the Egyptians. Verse 4. About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt. And we know what he did. He smote their firstborn. Amen. In verse tw- chapter 12 and verse 12, he said, I will pass. I will pass through the land of the... I'm doing this for a reason. Just hang on with me. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn. Chapter 14, he said, he said, the Lord speaking to Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp. And the four, verse 3, for Pharaoh will say unto the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Now this is them leaving, the, leaving Egypt. He has smote Egypt. He has tore them up. He has tore them down. He has showed himself to be God. He has come on the sea. He has destroyed all kinds of idols. They're gods. He he laid them face down before him. They're God of the Nile. He showed he had dominion over it. They're God of Beelzebub the fly. He showed he had dominion over it. What was it? God showing in every instance, I have dominion over these things. And he's doing it again in this hour. Amen. In verse 4, though he said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. That he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. And the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against them. Why have we done this? Why have we let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot, and he took his people with him, 600 chosen chariots, and all the chariots of Egypt, captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened his heart, and he pursued. And we know the story. They get down to the river, and there's the the mountains on one side, the sea in before them, and the Egyptians behind them. And it seemed an impossible situation. And we know what happened. They begin to automatically cry out and complain and fuss. But this was only an opportunity for God to show them his will. 
God to show them I am Jehovah of this situation. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, listen, it wasn't, I can, I, I can just see the heart of God as the children of Israel. He waited 400 years. Now, that, that ain't much to God, but yet it's still 400 years. And he's been planning for this. And he's been in anticipation for this. I can see the pillar of fire. If you just give me a little moment. I can see it as they begin to walk out of Egypt. He's saying, come on, let's go. We're going to a promised land. Amen. We're not worried about nothing. I've defeated your enemies. We're going all the way. Come on. It wasn't the pillar of fire that stopped at the Red Sea. It was the children of Israel that stopped there. No doubt the pillar of fire was hovering and saying, Come on, somebody step in. Somebody move and let me show you I'm God. Somebody begin to step and move and let me show you I am the God of Jacob. I am the God of Abraham. Amen. He'd been waiting for this moment. He gets down to that. I can just see the heart of God. In verse 14, he says, The Lord shall fight for you. Have we seen this same God among us? The Lord shall fight for you. Amen. Amen. And we know the story. It goes on. They, the, the waters were open and they go across the land on, on dry land. They come to the other side and Pharaoh's heart was hardened and the pillar of fire moved. And he said, well, I'll go overtake them. And he goes in. Uh, you know, he's a dumb old devil. What guy in his right mind would do something crazy like this? I mean, he done experienced the 10 plagues and then saw his gods laying in shambles. And here he comes and sees a God open a Red Sea. And two million people walk across on dry land. And he said, well, I'm going to go after them. And it came there that Moses stretched back forth his hand. And and as as the Egyptians pursued and went after them in the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, God's always watching over you. He's watching you over in the morning. He's watching you at noontime. He's watching over you in the evening time. No matter what time it is, God is on the job. And he says in the morning watch, he looked unto the host of the Egyptians to the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled them. And he took off their chariot wheels. He began to make the devil handicapped. He began to make him have problems. You say, well, I've been having a lot of problems. Well, you ought to see your enemy. I've been having a lot of issues. You ought to see your enemy. You have your God that says, I will. Amen. And he stretched out over his hand and he began to fight them and he drove them heavily and they began to mire down in the mud that two million crossed over on dry land. And now all of a sudden they're becoming heavily and they're getting down, they're getting stuck and their wheels are coming off. Dumb old devil. At that moment they said, let us flee. When I'd have seen that pillar of cloud come and stand between me and the Israel, back I went. That's just me. Maybe his, his heart had to be so hard that he could see visibly the moving of the Holy Ghost and not be moved. He could see visibly before his eyes God moving in the midst of his people and he wouldn't move. 
Nothing would change his heart. He had heard sermon after sermon. He saw great meetings. He had seen all kinds of things happen. But something would not move on the inside of him. And they get, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighted for them against the Egyptians. Duh. He'd been fighting a long time before this Red Sea. Oh, yeah. Amen. And Moses stretched forth his hand on the sea, and the sea returned to his strength. And when the morning appeared, the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the water returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that came unto the sea after them. And there remained not so much as one of them. Woo! That's where we're at, brothers and sisters. He's overcoming the day just as he did in Christ Jesus. Amen. And it covered and remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall on the right and the left. And the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. But I want you to understand we're talking about a covenant. If you understand, it's God saying I will. But you're also in this covenant. There also has to be a response from you. Amen. It ain't just a groom standing up here at the altar saying, I will. It's also the bride saying, I will. Amen. It's also the bride saying, yes, Lord. It's also the bride saying, yes, I will do thy works. When you move upon me, I'll move. When you touch me, I'll move, Lord. It's a, it's a response to the word of God. The bride, the true bride of Christ always responds to the word of God. It's not always just an amen, yet that's a great part of it. It's also in shouting. It's also in dancing. It's also in speaking in tongues. It's also in everything the Spirit does. It might be just silently with your hands up and tears streaming down your face. However it is, amen, when something moves, the bride moves. Amen. And and Moses began to sing a song. There began to be a response because of this thing that had happened. Saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Is it all right if we have a time of rejoicing tonight? Amen. I will sing unto the Lord, for the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Amen. And the Lord is my strength and soul. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will. I will prepare him an habitation. Come on now. It's good to have services. It's good to have rejoicing time. But when the word comes forth in the power, there has to be an habitation for that word to fall upon. And a response said, yes, Lord. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. 
Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts as he cast into the sea. His chosen captains were drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has dashed in the pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellence, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, and the floods stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I'll pursue, I'll overtake, I'll divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied them. I'll draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. But thou blew with thy wind. Amen. And the sea covered them, and they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Hallelujah. We just experienced this Sunday afternoon. Hallelujah. We seen a Miriam go around this church dancing because her tormentor was dead. Hallelujah. We seen it happening. They sank as lead in the waters. He's saying, I'm going to destroy you. He's saying, I'm going to kill you. He's saying this, but God said, I will. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Oh, my. I love love hearing about that Bible holiness on Sunday. He's still got that, amen. He's still the same. Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Hallelujah. Are you redeemed tonight? Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestine. Listen, this is a prophecy going forth. And we heard it was fulfilled when Rahab said, we heard what your God did at the Red Sea. We heard what he did to these other ones. We heard these things and we have been afraid. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. Let me go back to verse 15. The dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till thy people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Amen. Don't, I don't want you to understand. We're also going to sing this around the throne. You can read about it in Revelations. It's the same song. God done the same thing for us. That when we went through the valleys, I don't have to be afraid. Because I am not alone. He goes before me. He's even with me. I don't have to be afraid. You know, that's the way the devil wants to do. He wants to keep you all rocking and rolling up and one day down the next and tore up by the, and then maybe get a little faith and tear you up again by some report of the doctor. I've seen it happen with Sister Alana. I mean, just, you know, no cancer, cancer, no cancer, cancer. And he's just trying to keep you tore up. Trying to keep you there. But if you realize, when I go through that valley, I don't have to be afraid. Because he said, I'm going to be with you. If he was with them in the valley of the Red Sea, he's going to be with me. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thy inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. 
The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought him again to the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went out of dry land in the midst of the sea. By that time, Sister Miriam got so caught up in the word that it went forth. She began to prophesy, began to dance, grabbed a timbrel, began to run around and dance. And all the other sisters began to join. Miriam said, sing ye unto the Lord, for he has triumphed glorious. And the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. What was she doing? Repeating not her doubts. She was repeating what the word had said. Look at Exodus 23 and verse 20. Bold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Notice how many times he puts himself in here. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. (laughs) Oh, what a God. I will be an adversary unto thine adversaries, for my angels shall go before thee to bring thee unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. I will do this. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them, and quite break down their images. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sicknesses away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in that land. I want to stop here for a moment because there's also another covenant that is made. Brother Branham talked about it. He called it the believer's checkbook. Is that right? And he said it was given to you a blank check with your name on it and his son, Jesus Christ, at the bottom. So in other words, he entered into covenant with you that if whatever you write upon this, I will bring it to pass. Is that the truth? Amen. You believe you got a check tonight? Amen. So here's one that you can write out. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. Amen. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Amen. I'm going to bring my seed to fulfillment. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. What a God. Let's go back to that checkbook for a moment. Now if I was to give you a check or maybe Brother Aaron or anybody here, he would give you a blank check. Brother Joseph Winters may give you one. But I guarantee you it's got limitations. Mine's got limitations. You can only write it out for so much. It's so much it's going to be able to do. I mean, it can't do but so much. You can get the richest man in the land, Bill Gates. He has limitations. You can take it to the mud. You can add them all together, and they have limitations. It can only be wrote out so big, whether it be 500 some billion or whatever, all the wealth in the world. It's limited. 
It's limited. It can only go for so much. But Brother Branham called this checkbook, he said, it's an inexhaustible fountain of life. In other words, it has no limits. So the truly the only way you can give someone a blank check is you have no limits. That nothing can be limited. You can write it out for as much as you want. Matter of fact, Brother Branham said, God wants his people to ask for big things. <laughs> big things. We are the ones that limit God. Amen. I will send my fear. I will send hornets. I will not drive them out, verse 29, before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, but verse 30, but by little and little, I will drive them out. I will set thy bounds. I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hands. God entered into covenant with you. God saying, I'm here to back up my word. If you do my word, I'm here to back it up. Amen. Amen. I will. It goes on down. Let me go to some more here. We got tons of them. I have to skip. Mercy. Let's go to Psalms 50 and verse 14. It says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. Are you in trouble? Call upon him. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 91 verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him in honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isaiah 41 and verse 10 says, Fear thou not. For I am with thee. <laughs> Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Verse 12 says it this way. Thou shalt seek them. Let me just read verse 11. Quit skipping. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. Amen. They shall be as nothing. Amen. <laughs> and they that strive with thee shall perish. Yes. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Amen. They'll do x-rays on you. They'll do MRIs on you. And they won't find them. Amen. You'll seek them and they'll be gone. They that war against thee shall be nothing and a thing of naught. Isaiah 43 and verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. And when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God. Mercy. The Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Verse 4, since thou wast precious in my sight. (laughs) Did you hear that tonight, church? Since thou... Was precious in my sight. Thou hast been honorable. And I have loved thee. 
Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the end of the earth. Even every one that is called for my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Come on, somebody. How many eyes I was blind at one time? But thank God you have eyesight. You was deaf, but God opened your ears to hear the word of God. And he called you from over here. And he called you from over there. And he brought you all together. Let all the nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled. For who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say it's the truth. (laughs) For ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I've chosen. That ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. And before me there's no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Witnesses. Isaiah 49 and verse 25, but thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered for I will contend with him that contended with thee and I will save thy children. Dear God, there ought to be some checks wrote out right there. (laughs) Amen. I will contend with them that contend with you and I'm going to save your children. Hallelujah, I'm going to do this. This will be my work, not the work of a man. This will be God moving on the hearts. Ezekiel 11 verse 17 says, Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather unto you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you've been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And we know they're the physical, we're the spiritual. And they shall come thither and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof and all the abominable abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit, I will. I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. And I will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinance and do them and they shall be my people. And I will be their God. Well, can we say that's the truth tonight? God come and he moved all the abominable places out of our lives. We heard about Sunday. All the things we used to struggle with. I looked at some kids this past week. Shocked them. I don't guess they ever heard it. We've heard our pastor say it. But it just shocked the shoes off of them. I said, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I smoke all I want to smoke. Their eyes got all big. I drink all I want to drink. I do all the things in the world I want to, but I just don't want to. It's all been changed. Amen. I don't have to struggle. You don't have to struggle with them. He said he'd give you a new spirit. He'd take all those abominable places out of you. He'll take all those things out of you. Your your try the little things you've been struggling with. If you give them to him, he'll take them from you. I'll save you from all your uncleanness what he said Matthew 8 and verse 1 he sees a leopard the leopard says Lord wilt thou make me clean 
And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Another one was a centurion that said, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come. John 14, 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mercy. If he did it for the, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, he'll do it for you also. If he took them through the Red Sea, he'll take you through it. Goes to verse 18. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little world, while in the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. And at that day you shall know that I am my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And he that keepeth, that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved in my Father, and I will love him, and will, I will manifest myself to him. I will show you myself. I'm going to do this. So many things. In Acts 2, the prophecy of Joel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Said it will come to pass in the last days, saith God. Are we in the last days? Start writing the check out. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaid, I will pour out, I will pour out, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and noble day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I will bring these things to pass. Hebrews 13 and verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Turn to Revelations 21 and 2, and then we're going to take a turn. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold... The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall not be no death, neither sorrow, nor, oh, you're talking about last days. There's a last days for tears. There's a last day for death. There's a last days for sorrow. There's a last day of crying. 
There's a last day of pain and the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him. I will give unto him. That is a thirst of fountains of water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Woo! Shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. Promises. God placing himself in your promise. Brother Branham, you can go read them. We'll just take a few for a moment on the checkbook, the covenant. He said, if you realize you're sons and daughters of God by the death of Christ, you have a checkbook in your hand to draw any dividends, any dividends. Wish I could put that out on big letters, any dividends. Out of the Calvary that Christ died for. Don't be afraid. Put it to work. Let your faith get loose one time. Turn it loose. (laughs) Hallelujah. Any dividends, whatever you have need of, he is joined in together with you in this covenant. He said, I'll bring it to pass. You write it and let it loose and see what God will do. The checkbook's in your hands. It ain't up in heaven somewhere. It's in your hands. Everything that heaven owns is yours. (laughs) Everything that heaven owns is yours. The only thing you have to do is say, I believe it. I'm signing my name and I'm asking for this need. Go right on believing, testifying. You will get it. Sign the checkout. Say, Lord, I need healing. Tear it off. There you are, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name for healing. Thank you, Lord. Walk right on. Believe it. Amen. Right there, it begins to happen. I need salvation for my soul. I need salvation for my children. Whatever it is, there it is, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Walk with it. Need the Holy Ghost. There it is. God's provided it. He provided you a checkbook. Go ahead and fill it out. It's God's promise. And God has attached himself to it. He's entered into covenant with you. It cannot fail because God can't fail. Got that slideshow up there, Brother Michael. Show you a few things. I don't know where, where you're bringing it. Man born lame, whatever his condition is. But Jesus said, I will. He didn't come to leave him in that condition. He came to set him free. Next one. Keep. After Jesus. I always like to think before Christ, after Christ. You know, BC, before Christ, after Christ. We could show some pictures tonight of some sitting here. They may not like them thrown up there. Of before Christ and after Christ. Amen. We all got those. Thank God we've seen Jesus. Amen. After walking, before blind. Afterwards, he could see. Given eyeballs. 
Why? Because Jesus entered into the covenant with him. He said, I will. I will do this. And he began to spit in some sand. And he made some eyeballs. The creator of life made eyeballs and put them in his eyes. Next picture. Before death. On the way to be buried. It's over. But then Jesus stepped in. He entered into the covenant. He said, I will. And he said, rise from that place. And the man rose. Amen. Go ahead. This is right here. You say, well, that was 2,000 years ago. We'll bring it up to date. Before, after. Before a pile of bones. After a healthy woman. Before barely holding on to life. Gasping for her breath. Afterwards, a healthy lady again. Before a burnt up mess. Doctors about to harvest his organs. It's almost over with. But then Jesus came on the scene. He said, I will. I will. Sister Connie can tell you, she was writing out her check. She was writing out her promises. As Brother Tim went up there and began to preach there at his church, Brother, Brother, Brother Ron was laying with no brain waves for some 30-some hours. And it was about to harvest his, law, harvest his organs. Because they'd signed the card somewhere saying they could do so and they got to do it within a certain time. And he's laying in that condition. And Brother Tim gets up in faith and he preaches, God will have a testimony. And God entered into covenant. God came on the scene. And today we've heard this man preach time after time after time. And today he's in China preaching the word of God. Because God entered into covenant and he said, I will. Bring it on in our church. Hallelujah. Little girl who grabbed a hold of faith and said, I can, I will, I do believe. I can just see it move the heart of God as it peeked over the banister that morning as that little girl got out of bed and she heard those words of that prophet singing. And he said, come here, angel, look at there. She's grabbing a hold of it. She's grabbing a hold of it. It's my time. It's my moment. And there was a response. It says, I can, I will, I do believe. Oh, come on, next one. Mercy. Mercy. Hallelujah. Where you at, cancer? at the bottom of the sea the blood of Jesus Christ is against you hallelujah oh come on let's rejoice he said I will he said I will You see, my son's got blackness all in him. My daughter's got blackness all in him. He's all gone. But after Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, after Christ, he'll make them white as snow. 
Come on, Daddy. Get your dancing shoes on. Your son's coming home. Your daughter's coming home. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Write out your check. Oh, yes, Lord. Blessed be the name of God in the highest. Amen. He's here and he will perform what he said. Amen. An extreme God who's doing extreme things. Listen, every service, I would come with some dancing shoes on. I would come with rejoicing in my heart because God, who has started the work, he's going to finish it. He will not lose a one. Why don't we as a people tonight declare to Satan, we're not leaving a hook behind. Hallelujah. Not one daughter, not one son, not one daddy, not one mama. Hallelujah. Satan, give them back. Yes. Give them back in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the precious, precious anointing right now, I scream out healing for a body that's out there in Minden. It's a deacon, Brother Jerry Shaw made this word fall upon his heart. And God's come down and say, I will. I will. Hallelujah. He's done it before. Brother Ron Spencer woke up from that coma, began to walk around, began to live. But he had that lung problem. The doctor said he'd have it. I don't know, 40, 50% of his lungs was blowed out. Burned up. Scarred up. He was in a meeting one time. Brother Ed Bisco was ministering. Said all of a sudden he just lifted his hands. And begin to praise God. Ooh. Well, that changes things, right? You know, that's when you're entering into the covenant with him. When you'll step into the Red Sea. When you'll step into the Jordan River. He's already there. But you've got to step in. Amen. Well, he, he said he just raised his hand. And the next thing you know, it's just like a giant pillar of air just went, whoo, just filled his lungs up. And he ain't never had a problem since. He's a stream God doing extreme things. Hallelujah. Sister Lorian told me a testimony. Just a few weeks ago or a few days ago, she's lying in bed, sound asleep, and she hears a voice that says, Lori. She wakes up, looks around like, what was that? She said, well, I thought maybe Brother Jeff had fell or something. They didn't know. So she gets up, some of the kids, she didn't know what had happened. Goes all through the house looking. Can't find nobody. She goes back and she lays down, goes back to sleep. And she said, I come into the room. And I said, Sister Lori, here's your check. Here's your check. It says she looked at it and it was blank. And she knew at that moment she could write whatever she wanted. So she fell on her knees and she began to write out check after check after check after check. 
I've come into this room tonight. Say, write your check. Here it is. Write it out. Whatever you have need of. He's moving among us. Right now is the time to move. The waters are stirred. It's happening. The angel of the Lord is among us. Get in the water. Get in the water. It's mine. Thus saith the Lord, it's mine. Hallelujah. Write it out. Don't be scared. Go ahead and tear it off and say, yes, Lord, I enter in. Oh, hallelujah. Can there be somebody say, that's me, Father. I'm entering into that covenant. I'm moving right in with you right now. I'm jumping into the water. The pillar of fire is already there. It's already moving. Oh, God. Why don't you tonight see your enemies dead around you? And if you can begin to see them, go to worshiping God. Hallelujah. So I don't see nothing. Go to worship him anyway. Amen. Worship him. Respond to him. You say I will. Oh, yes. You say I will. Amen. Tonight, you say, Lord, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. Psalms 146 and verse 1 said, Praise ye the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. I will. I will pray great is the Lord and great live to be praised. Every day will I bless thee. I will praise thy name forever and ever. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. It's your turn to declare it. What's God doing for you tonight? What's God moving around you for? Why is he stirring, stirring, stirring the waters? Will you jump in? We say, yes, this is my moment. This is my time. I'm getting in. Hallelujah. I'm getting in. I'm not waiting another moment. And I'm not waiting another time. Oh, just from this testimony already of Sister Alana, there's a prodigal that's being stirred. It's happening. That's thus saith the Lord. It's happening. God is moving the waters. God is changing the hearts. Get in while it's moving. Say, God, let me move with your spirit. Move on me, Lord. Let me just feel you one more time. Oh, there's Samson. Maybe you've been down. You've been kind of down and depressed. And you don't know. Can say, God, once more, may you have your way in my life. May you begin to move until all of my enemies are dead around me. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Oh, come on. Come on now. This ain't the time to stop. This is the time to say, I'm going to bless the Lord. He dwells in the praises of his people. Amen. He dwells right there. Oh, yes. That's it. That's the time. I'm writing out my check. Oh, yes, Lord. He dwells right there. Let loose and see what God will do. Amen. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. 
Praise his holy name. Maybe you're here today. And if we x-rayed you by the word, there'd be all kind of darkness in your life. And it's all dead and just trod, trodden down with the enemy. But let me tell you, there's a word for your deliverance. He said, I'm here and I'll take your burdens. I'll take your sins. I'll wash you white as snow. I'll move you. I'll make you anew. I'll put a new spirit within you. I'll put a new heart. <laughs> oh, God. And the next time the x-ray of the word goes across, you'll be clean and why justified as though you never done it in the first place that's the kind of word we got in this hour hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah Lord Jesus we bless your name tonight Father God we praise you Lord Lord we just praise a God that's alive today not a God just of yesterday not a God of, but of tomorrow but a God of today and you're moving in our midst. You're moving. This place is shaking. It's beginning to move all around us. You're calling the lost. You're calling those that's been out and around. Lord, lost for a long time. And you're pulling them to you, God. I say pull, Lord Jesus. Pull, move on the hearts, God. God grant it tonight. In Jesus' name, I will bless your holy name. I'll praise you. Come on, musicians. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God you are. Are you ready to praise him for a moment? Brother Andrew, sing that song for us. Amen. Just join in with him. Maybe you've heard it. Amen. Hallelujah. My troubled soul, why so weighed down? You were not made to bear this heavy load. Cast all your burdens. Cast all your burdens. Oh, yes. Upon the Lord. Jesus cares. Jesus cares. Oh, it cares. Yeah, it cares for he you. He cares for you. Jesus cares, He cares for you, and all your worrying won't help you make it through. Cast all your burdens, Cast all your burdens upon the Lord, oh, hallelujah. and trust again. 